check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan Raleigh on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Lots of great content from this week. If you missed it, it's there. You can also check out our conversation with Josh Pastner, Georgia Tech head basketball coach, on our podcast. Check out the Best of the OG podcast. Uh, the reason why I bring that up is because Georgia Tech's coming to town on Saturday, taking on NC State, but Jillio and I are going to go bring some pizza to Josh Pastner because he needs it. He does, and he also told us a story, remember, over the summer about how John Calipari might have been NC State's coach mm -hmm. if not for the lack of good pizza in the triangle. So now with our friend Anthony at Oakwood yep. Pizza Box, we said, you know what, we, we got this covered. So just in case any future coaches ask you, is there pizza, good pizza available in Raleigh? We know. You could tell them. So, yeah, we're, we're going to head over uh, after the show, get some pizza, and bring it to Josh Pastner. Uh, we're not bringing any pizza to the Cameron Crazies who are tenting ahead of tomorrow's game between Duke and Carolina. And there's a lot. It's just so dirty. What, tenting? Tenting. Of course he would go but, there. But why is there a positive connotation? Go to get, on. To, what, to tenting? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, look. We all go through that moment in our life where you're sitting there um, in, in your desk. Is that something other people use? What, tenting? Tenting. Yeah. Did you just make that up or no? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Are you telling me? There's, it's used in a context other than, like, give me another example other than the, the, the Cameron Shires using. Oh, well, I guess you go camping. Camping. You're not tenting. You're not tenting. They call it tenting. The only other way I would describe tenting is, yeah, like I said, uh, when you're right before fifth grade and you have your human growth and development conversation with Wake County Public Schools, and you're wondering why it feels funny down there, and you probably no, 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 don't want to go. That wasn't what I was even the, talking uh, about. It's because your pants are tenting at that, that point. That wasn't even what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, my my actual thought process had to do with uh, um, like like a teepee and it, the, the the Native Americans and smoke. No, oh, and yeah. how they would oh, okay. you know yeah, I see where you'd sit that. in there and try to absorb all of the the natural. So I'll be I'll be straight up. I'll be straight vibes. up. I'll be straight up with this. Um, you know, I went into today's show thinking, all right, what's the matchup, right? Like what what are we looking for, Joe? We're gonna X's and O's this bad boy. Right. Who's 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 the X factor in Saturday's game between all Duke right. and Carolina? I say Derek Lively. Okay, because uh, someone has to check Armando Baker. I think it's Ryan Young. You have a thing for Ryan Young. I yes. do. I do. Yes. Because the reason why I think Ryan Young is going to be crucial is that either he or Derek Lively is going to be dealing with some foul issues with Armando Baycott, who does a very good job of getting to the line. They put an emphasis on that, yes. They do. They do. So I've heard there's tendencies about the Carolina getting play to yeah, yeah, there's some tendencies here. So the reason why I bring up Ryan Young is because, hey, man, it's entirely possible that Derek Lively, who's new to this, versus Ryan Young, who's been around the block a few, not in this rivalry, but he's an older player, might be a little savvier in uh, in in the interior than Derek Lively. That's all I'm saying. Or they'll both be out there. They'll both be out there. I think we're both in agreement on that. But I'm thinking, you know, X oh, Caleb Love, he's clearly an X-factor, right? Uh, here are two teams that have been struggling to consistently hit from three, but you know who is consistent in the game? Between Duke and Carolina? Oh, Caleb Love. Caleb Love Every is time. absolutely consistent in the Duke-Carolina game. One Carolina of the biggest game. shots in the rivalry now. Owens one of them. But as I'm jotting these things down, and I'm thinking, all right, what are we going to talk about? Who's Break it down. It hit me. Does it even matter what happens Saturday? Of course it does. Does it? Yeah. Explain. I'm sure, but if... If the good people in New York had already invented sports talk radio 
1992, after Duke went back to back, the conf- the conversation would have been, oh my, oh my goodness, it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, Dean Smith has been North Carolina's coach for three decades, and he only has one national title, and it's and it was on a fluke play where. <laughs> Downtown, <laughs> Freddie Brown threw it away. And there, remember right. the time they had, you know, the only coach who could stop Michael Jordan is Dean Smith. And Duke's going to run away forever. Yeah. Yeah. Very next year, Carolina, Dean Smith, 93, mm-hmm. win the national championship. There's a response. Okay. Oh, oh. Carolina makes this magical run as an eight seed to the final four. Oh, man. Dean's gone. But now we've been to the Final Four six times in the last eight years. Shashevsky, mm-hmm. remember he had that back problem. They haven't been. Mm-hmm. They just lost in 99 in a game they, oh, my gosh, they should have won because yeah. that's Shashevsky's greatest team ever. Imagine being unbeaten in the ACC and not, oh, wait, 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 we did that in 84. But imagine not <laughs> winning the title with your best. Wait, 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 oh, wait we did wait, that in 84. Wait, 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 but but yeah. the very next year, Duke comes back, wins the national title in 01. Mm-hmm. So, oh, 09. Oh, my God, Carolina. They've passed them. They just got Harry Barnes, too. Krzyzewski can't recruit anymore. It's over. It's over. Yeah. 2010, Duke comes back, wins the national title. Carolina's 15, the NIT, by the way. 15, Carolina. Oh, uh-oh. Duke's done it again. Mm-hmm. Mike krzyzewski has got that steez. He stole it from, from Coach Calipari. He's got those one-and-dones. He's going to win this thing. Oh, they got this kid coming from Kinston. Uh-oh. You know it's over now because Roy can't recruit in Kinston anymore. Yeah, and they got the, all that junk. Oh, they're never the NCAA. Oh man, it's over. It's all Duke. It's over. Hmm. Next year, Carolina goes to the Final Four, loses in a in a whale of a basketball yeah. game, returns the very next year, wins a national championship. So there is a push and a pull to the series I don't to the rivalry. Disagree, and, and I don't think you can see now. Why? Now, how, now, now why? here's the thing. You, here's you can the drop thing. the mic. You are this, more than welcome to drop thing. the mic. I, I'm gonna get, look, man. That was that is an incredible. I almost feel like I, I should have Dennis clip that and that can be its own brief history of triangle sports yes, it can. Yes. i mean literally that was like a three minute too long didn't read version of what's happened in the last 30 to 40 years between carolina and duke well done joe no seriously well done it's very very succinctly put however everything that you just laid out happened independently from each other Duke and Carolina were not doing these things to each other Correct. in those moments right you see what had happened was they finally met in the Final Four. The thing that I've been saying for years, fans didn't really want. Interesting thought experiment, but you don't really want it because there are consequences to what happens in the Final Four if you were to meet up because the loser will never hear the end of it. And when you throw on top of that, which is already complicated enough, the additional layer of, oh, by the way, you literally ended the rival coach's career, the one who's been there for 40 years, the one that you've really centered the rivalry on for decades, the one that is the constant, Dean, Roy, and all that, right? You sent him home sad on a golf cart out of that building in New Orleans, all right? So... I'll read this tweet from a Carolina fan that I follow. Bluest Deuce. He goes by Mac Brown Fan Club Membership Chair. Quote, 
no matter what happens tomorrow, Carolina's trip to Cameron Indoor Stadium, the result will never atone slash validate what occurred in New Orleans in April. And I retweeted it just with a simple, serious question. Is there a statute of limitations to what happened last season? And without fail, a lot of Carolina fans have said no. There's one wrinkle, though. The base, and it's almost the impossible task. The only thing that could ever top what happened last year in New Orleans is if Duke and Carolina meet again in a national championship situation and Duke wins. And then they could be like, aha, we topped that. We beat you for the title. How do you come back from that? There's only one. We're in the end game now, Joe. Where is Doctor Strange having seen the millions and millions and millions of permutations of the timeline? There's only one outcome that can matter, and that is Duke beating Carolina in the championship for a lot of fans. Now, to your point, is the game going to keep going? Are the players still going to care? Are the coaches going to have their own stamp on it? John Shire, Hubert Davis, everything else? Of course they are, but that's a separate conversation from the way fans talk about it. How long You brought up Coach K's back. How long ago was that? 95. I was 16 years old, man. A lot of people weren't even who are engaging in this rivalry weren't even born yet. And what do they do? They still bring it up. You jo- you joked about Scott Wood yesterday at uh, at NC State with with uh, pack of, with pack of wolves and uh, pack therapy. He wasn't even at NC State. He wasn't even thinking about NC State when Chris Paul hit Julius Hodge in the nuts. And what that man do on the podcast? Referenced it. Right. It never goes away. So that's kind of where we're at. You know oh, what tomorrow has? You know what you know what energy tomorrow has? What has it got? NFL, the Super Bowl happens, <laughs> yeah. team wins, yep. and then the NFL schedule makers we're go. Open All the right, season. Let's do it. Thursday night, season opener, the rematch. There is no rematch. What do you mean it's a rematch? There's no Super Bowl exchange. The Lombardi trophy doesn't change hands in the season opener. So that's kind of the energy tomorrow has. It's very much like, oh, when uh, when Carolina and New England played in the Super Bowl in Houston. And never forget, you know, kickoff goes wide, everything else. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Patriots played the Panthers in a preseason game the following season, if I remember correctly. And it was almost like the rematch. It's a preseason game. Isn't it a rematch? That's the energy tomorrow has, man. That's the energy. I hope it's entertaining. I'm, I will be entertained. But when it's over, regardless of results, be like, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't that. You see what I'm saying? I hear you. All right. It's not the end, though. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh, you're a Carolina fan. You brag about that. You can brag about that for Forever. as long as you like. That's, and that is the truth. Frank Reich was named the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He was introduced on Tuesday, and he joins us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. First off, congratulations on the job, and I guess welcome back to North Carolina. I appreciate that. Glad to join you guys. So you have the press conference. Uh, How much, you know, has it been just kind of from the fire hose, uh, from the press conference to where we are today in terms of staff, you know, kind of getting assessment with players, talking to players? What's the last 48 hours been like? Yeah, it's been a combination of those two things, really. Just a lot of phone calls to coaches, uh, you know, getting staff lined up, vetting coaches. It's a very long and tedious process. You know, I've learned, you know, so just because I've been through it before, I just think that experience is helping me go back through it a second time. And then also just connecting with the players. Frank Reich, Carolina Panthers coach, joining us here on the OG. All right, coach, you mentioned that process. 
Some people don't like to go through and look at the old games. Some people like to watch every play from the previous season. How will you evaluate the players who you're inheriting? Yeah, it'll be it'll be a little bit of uh, you know I won't watch every play, but I'll go back and watch you know a handful of games and and really focus on our current roster. And you know as we as I sit down with Scott and Mr. Tepper and we kind of put together a blueprint for not only the team that we have but the team that we intend on building. You know, go back through, really get a sense and a feel for our guys, the players, what they do well. Uh, obviously, as once we get into it offensively, I'll dig in a little bit deeper there on my end. Um, so look forward to that process. Frank Reich joining us, new head coach, Carolina Panthers on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. You know, we'll, we'll get to the one position everybody's obsessed with uh, and uh, what everybody will be talking about on the offseason, and that's, and that's quarterback. And in your time in Indianapolis, was it a quarterback, a new quarterback every season? Do I have that right? Yeah, every season, five in a row. Five in a row and, and different types of quarterbacks, too. So, I mean, th- these are learning experiences. So what what do you take from kind of a, a scramble mode at that position and, and what the Carolina Panthers need going forward? Yeah, well, you take we don't want that mode. And, you know, I mean, there were unique circumstances to what happened there. And obviously for purposes of time, right, we're not I'm not going to try to go back through and explain all what happened yeah. there and the, and the dynamics. But um, you know, the, the two lessons learned there are, Hey, in many ways, we did a really good job as a staff of, you know, and the players did a great job of adapting and adjusting to the quarterbacks that we had, but you know, you just know that it's not the best thing for the organization to have a new, you got to get stability. So, mm-hmm. you know, we go into this as we sit down as this blueprint that I was mentioning is the blueprint is going to start with stability at quarterback. And, whether that's a guy we draft or whether it's a free agent that we sign, that's what we'll be looking for. I'm going to try to get you out of coach mode here, Frank. Um, since you went to Maryland and you are familiar with NC State, who is your favorite NC State football player of all time? I'm going to give you some choices here, and maybe you can go off the board. <laughs> but I'm going to give you a couple of options. You were a teammate in Buffalo with Jim Richer, all-timer, an all-timer, a great guy as well. You coach Philip Rivers, two different stops, and then in your last stop with the Colts, you had Naheem Hines, Pride of Garner over here. So, um, did I hit one of your three favorites there, or do you have one that I did not mention? Be, those are three great ones. They all are very unique in their own way. It'd be hard to pick one. Obviously, Jim Richter, you know, like you said, uh, one of the all-time great offensive linemen, not only yeah. in, in college but in the NFL, really, really great player. Um, just a class act person, right? And we all know he's a commercial pilot now. He's just a he's just a winner, man. The guy's a winner. Philip Rivers, of course, um, maybe one of my favorite coaching experiences of all time, just coaching and working with Philip. But Naheem Hines has the most juice now. I mean, he's, he's got so much juice, and I love that guy. Is it hard though, as a Maryland guy, to say nice things about the Wolves, or like with Philip, did you ever give him a hard time that he never beat Maryland? Never happened. You know what? You know what, Josie? I'm old enough that it's so long ago for Maryland. You know that I, all those all those grudges that I used to hold against the Wolfpack and the and the and the the bribery that's kind of okay. gone by the wayside. Uh, yeah, Obvious has got well, some grudges for you here. Yeah, He's going to settle score for his pops. Yeah, just, speak, just speaking prepare of, yourself. Speaking <laughs> of grudges, since you brought it up, Frank Reich, head coach, Carolina Panthers, joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Obvious. So my, my dad's a University of Miami grad. And when the news came out that you were going to be the next head coach of the Panthers, he texted me and he was like, never forget, 
he dropped six touchdowns and a half on the Hurricanes. <laughs> and you were, and he goes, and you were there. And I said, well, Dad, that was November 84. I was five years old. I barely remember that. But he clearly has not forgotten it. It still sticks with him. I love that. Uh, you, <laughs> I love that. Uh, and I appreciate your dad. And, no, th- that was uh, – a, a crazy day in the old orange ball mm-hmm. stadium, all mm-hmm. that history in that stadium, so much great history in that stadium, certainly a, a unique memory. I'm going to use my radio, my transition now, great comebacks. You're known for great comebacks in the NFL. You, it's pretty, it's not easy. I don't want to say easy, but it can be done that you take a team that didn't finish in the playoffs and you get them into the playoffs the next year. When you look at this Panthers roster and you look at the challenge ahead of you, and not to diminish the teams that you'll be competing against in the NFC South, but they're, they're, we could we can agree there's an opening there. How do you feel about your chances of really jump-starting this thing in year one? Yeah, I mean, I think you see every year, like you guys are saying, you see teams that do do that, that go from last place to first place in their division. It's It's not all that uncommon. But the way you do it is one player at a time, one play at a time. Uh, it's about the details. It's about the collective effort and uh, energy on details. Um, I'm super excited about our roster. You know, obviously a defense, you know, led by Derek Brown, Brian Burns, C.J. Henderson, J.C. Horn, Shaq Thompson. I mean, Jeremy, you know, you could go on and on. I mean, this defense is top-notch defense, and but we need to be better. As good as we were on defense, I expect that we're going to be even better and we're going to continue to build. And then on offense, right, I mean, really excited about when you look at the second half of the year, how we ran the ball, you know, mm-hmm. passed it well, ran it well. So I think there are some very promising things. And the special teams, Chris Tabor did a great job at special teams unit. So um, I'm, I'm really excited. Frank Reich, Carolina Panthers head coach, joining us here on the OG. That's Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. We'll, we'll close on this. Because uh, I thought it was fantastic. The the Panthers do an amazing job on social media. And when you got the job, they had posted up your your old photo. You know, you're, you're, you holding up your Panthers jersey. Uh, and you being the first quarterback in Panthers history. And then they did the video again, fast-forwarding today and everything else. So, so clearly you have an idea of what the Panthers history is. You understand, keep pouting. There's a, there's a particular culture there. So how do you blend... That culture that's existed that that gravitates fans to that team and what they've been used to since 1995, and the culture that you want to establish with the Panthers. How do you blend the two? I think it's you. You go out, and what our goal is is we're going to win, but we're going to do it the right way. And I think that is consistent, you know, with Panthers, you know, history. That, um, but what we're looking for is just more consistency. On, in what we do, we've had some really as a, as a franchise, we've had some really great highlight years. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're looking for is a more consistent brand of excellence. You know, when I'm talking to Mr. Tepper, that's clearly what he's looking for. That's clearly what I have envisioned. You know, it's not this flash of one great season and then there's two down seasons. I mean, it, it's let's we're we're going to be we're going to create this band of excellence. You know, that we're going to be near at the top. Um, you know, year in and year out. At the bottom of that band of excellence is, you know, making the playoffs. At the top is winning championships. So that's the goal. That's the vision. Um, you do it, you know, through the players, through the process, get the right coaching staff in place. So looking forward to getting getting going. Frank Reich, new head coach, Carolina Panthers. We appreciate the time. Congratulations again on the job. And I uh, hope to talk to you before the start of the season. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. Best, best to you.